Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I am your host, Bobby Gordon, along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, and we're going to be talking about the Nashville music scene and the ins and outs of Lower Broadway and a bunch of other random stuff that comes to mind. So if you're thinking about Nashville or new to Nashville and want to wrap your head around what's going on, this might be a great place to start. Take a listen. Welcome back, everybody, to Nashville for Nobodies. This is Kyle Thurkey along with... Bobby Gordon, and it's been a few weeks since we've gotten to sit down, so this is exciting. The last one we did was with Sasha McVeigh and the Queen of Broadway, and that was absolutely awesome having her in. But this week, we have in one of my favorite people to share the stage with. Dum, dum, she dum. has got to co-front with me and front my bands, and we have played together for the last couple of years. Welcome, Jillian Eliza. Jillian, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're, we're it's excited. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. I've heard a lot about you, same, but I've never same. got to actually meet you. And I absolutely love your hair. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, we got some, <laughs> I rock that purple. We got some cool hair in this room right now. <laughs> Mine's normal, and that's not normal for me, so I, I know, feel awkward. When, when you came in and I opened the door and I saw your hair, I was like, oh, Bobby hasn't been to the haircut in a while. No. <laughs> So what what color are we gonna dye your hair? Since I do Kyle's hair, sometimes I usually too. do pink. Pink? Yes. Let's do um, it. <laughs> and with with, I'll go ahead and talk about it. Since I'm doing a uh, breast cancer can stick it fundraiser. Heck yeah. Um, if I can hit a thousand dollars, I'll go back to my pink mohawk that I've had. So that's the plan for that. I've got a I've got to get like three hundred more dollars, I think. And see, just with your hair the way it is now, just let it keep growing. So by the time you hit that number and mm-hmm. then you cut it, it'll be nice and long. It'll look good that that's if i don't hit it then i'm just gonna let it grow and have like long hair by next year i would love to see you with long hair i used to have long hair really yeah no way yep anyways this this isn't about you and i (laughs) (laughs) this is about jillian so jill tell us about yourself where are you from i am from buffalo new york i uh, grew up yeah i grew up my grandma still lives there actually uh, grew up like a mile from the Buffalo Bills Stadium and just nice. born and raised. Dude, so Bills we'll go, fans. <laughs> we'll go ahead and get this uh, out there. She's a huge Bills fan. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and I love it when they're in town. We got to share the stage once when they were in town, right? Yeah, at the Valentine. Uh-huh. And yep. uh, I think Eric Gannis was on stage with us. Yeah, because yep. he put the helmet on. Yep. Somebody uh, had a helmet. But oh, it was awesome. She has Go Bills tattooed on her bottom lip on the inside. I That's do. Freaking awesome. <laughs> I have I have Go Bills tattooed on the inside of my lip. I also, if you go to my TikTok and scroll down a bit, I could probably pin it to the top, but uh I have in my opinion, I may be biased, but in my opinion, the one of the, like the dopest table smash videos uh me and my friends were I well i don't want to give it away but it's pretty this. cool go watch okay, it well i know what i'm gonna <laughs> nice. look up here in a little bit <laughs> dude i always make so much money when the bills play in town <laughs> it's amazing uh, man, y'all's fans are incredible i like, know i know they do just yeah really are like every time they're in town they're really nice they're not like some of the other teams fans that come in town that are just like wreck the city they get crazy. Don't get me wrong. They get crazy, but still in a polite way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I guess is the way to put it's, it. It's so the Buffalo. grilling out in the parking garages that I just like. Oh yeah, absolutely. I pull in and there's like absolutely. five trucks and everybody's got grills. You out, have not been like, to a parking dude. lot party until you've been to a Bill's tailgate. I am telling you, w- I've got some videos that <laughs> I should recirculate <laughs> that are amazing. that are pretty wild. Well, because Buffalo has an amazing music community too. Like, uh, that's where. 
I got my start. You know what I mean? Mm. I was opening up for artists all over Buffalo. I was partnered with the local country radio station there, WIRK. Shout out 106.5. I love you guys. <laughs> and uh, I was opening up for people like Joe Nichols, um, Kip Moore. Nice. Uh, 2019 right before the summer before i moved to nashville i was opening up for uh luke combs uh brett eldridge joe diffie before he passed and um i think lee bryce was on that same show that was all on one show so like i was doing a lot in buffalo and like i made a name for myself and i wouldn't be anywhere without the musicians that i met and helped me along the way in Buffalo, like it's a crazy community. So, so tell us your story about Buffalo before you came to Nashville. I okay, think. so go ahead and give us that. So, right out of high school, I went just community college. It was not for me. I was I wasn't challenged enough, and like I just I knew I really wanted to be doing music. So my family's owned a bar for forever since I was like really really young, and I started like waitressing and bartending right out the gate, like busing when i was 12 years old waitressing when i was 13 and then when i turned 18 i started bartending a little bit here and there and um being growing up in that bar pretty much watching my grandpa play guitar with you know the bands that he had at his bar and like every single since i was five years old probably every single like birthday party we would have at the bar because they had a beautiful banquet area and stuff like that and um the space for something like that karaoke every single birthday party since I was like five. So just singing and music has always been in my life. I think like being a first generation musician, like trying to go for it. And I'm like, I miss my Buffalo community, but like Nashville has such a good community too. like, like meeting you guys, meeting you guys and how open and friendly you know, when you find your people, yeah. When you find your people, you find your people for real. And yes. oh, one hundred percent. I went off on a tangent. Where was I coming with this? <laughs> we're we're asking about your story and in, in Buffalo before you got here. Like, what were you doing and how you got here? And- okay, yeah, yeah. So, so growing up with music, I ended up doing community college, and then I joined my first band, and I was with this band for like a couple years. The guy I was dating at the time. Um, we were in it and, um, our first anniversary, we went to Nashville and I sang at one of the bars and it was just like, not quiet. It wasn't quiet. And I'm like, I need to, I need to be here. Need to be here. That was when I was like, I don't know, like 10 years ago. I don't know. Maybe less. I can't remember. (laughs) Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's staying. No. That's staying. That's staying. Adds flavor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I, when we got home after this vacation, uh, I was like, can we just move there and sell everything we own? And, you know, it didn't end up happening. And But I, I didn't even know how to play guitar yet. So I was with this band, and we were doing some bigger stuff opening up for bands back in like you know the 2010s or whatever and um then we broke up i didn't know how to play guitar and i lost my band like i it was it was tough i had like a whole year without music really i would fill in for my one friend leslie uh and her band 
and because she was having a baby at the time and I would um, go fill in when she just needed to be rest, have some rest. And other than other than that, I was just bartending for like a whole year and then trying to hire a guitar player like it have them learn my set and learn my originals. It was very tough. Like nobody would commit. Nobody would like do the work with me. And uh, so a year went by. And I just picked up the guitar again and I started teaching myself guitar. And within six months, I was going to open mics. I was playing my own shows with an accompanied guitar player. Like I've people seeing how seriously I was taking what I wanted to do. People were like, okay, you know, I see what you're doing. You know, I'll play with you. I want to, I want to see where this can go. And I have to shout out my, my buddy, Donnie Draz. Um, he's one of the most, talented dudes up in Buffalo and he was my guitar player for a really long time and you know he started doing acoustic duos out with me in Buffalo and you know we would we were opening up for Joe Nichols and Russell Dickerson all those guys and uh (laughs) I just really found that I knew I needed it and I didn't know how I if you told me like 10 years ago that I would be like playing guitar living in Nashville I'd be like Okay, but really? Mm, are you that, sure? Look, I feel you. I feel you on that. I, I get that sentiment completely. <laughs> I mean, when I came here 10 years ago, if you told me that in 10 years that I would be fronting my own band, that I would have toured the country already, or toured the world already, and like played and opened up for all mm-hmm. these big acts, toured the United States, I'd have laughed at you because I didn't have... At that time, I didn't have the skills that I needed to succeed in this town. So, mm. like, I spent my first couple of years, like, busting ass, like what you did, but in Buffalo. You mm-hmm. were in Buffalo doing that where I was doing it here. I, I played in bands and toured and did all that before I moved here, but it wasn't, like, it was more just for fun. Like, it was never mm-hmm. a, oh, we're going to make money off this or this is going to be a job or a, a full-time thing. So, I. Uh, I, I I get that feeling completely of you. Well, y'all you just need me. more confidence in yourself, man. If somebody told me ten years ago where I'd be, I'd be like, "Really? That's it? Like, I'm not gonna be bigger than that?" <laughs> oh, I, just, <laughs> I mean, it, no, in, I, I don't have that kind of confidence. No, nah, I, I, like I knew I'd end up in Nashville. I knew this is what I was gonna do. I, there wasn't an option for me. I never had a question mark around it. Well, I feel like more, for me, like I knew I was gonna end up in Nashville, but I at that time in my life, like I really did not understand the mechanics of playing guitar. So I'm like, I didn't think, you know, so to speak, you could teach an old dog new tricks. I didn't think I was going to get it as well as I did. Mm-hmm. And it took me six months to, to like get it down and be able to, I mean, I was well, not amazing. Like I have videos that I've needed to, to delete and bury for forever, <laughs> but I mean, well, we all got to start somewhere, but I right. also, I've, I've been working with you for a couple of years now and you are a very determined person. And when you put your mind to something like you're going to achieve, I that. try to I have, manifest, you know, I, I have <laughs> definitely learned that about you. You are one of those people that like you want something, you're going for it and you're getting it. What makes you so, say that? <laughs> you just, you have that drive. You, you just do like you, well, I appreciate you, you saying don't, that. I don't see you ever as the person that just kind of like sits back and waits for something to happen. Like you just do what you do. You do what you need to do to get it done. That's because I'm impulsive. Do you have ADHD? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. I'm a hot she's, mess. She's not Ooh. driven. She's hyper-focused. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Say it how you want, man. I don't give a shit. If it That's works, it fucking is. works. <laughs> you know, when I, I, I appreciate you saying that, you know, I feel like when I want something to happen, I try to go by about like the, just, you know, my, my mom raised me by herself. I think she did a pretty good job. Like, I'd say I so. try to be honest and I try to be kind and you know the same like literally like you get more flies with honey than with vinegar it really like if you could be kind to someone and what's the and also just asking if you are afraid to ask you're never gonna know what the answer might be and if you're afraid to go get it what's the worst that's gonna happen you're just gonna be right where you were you can't go any if you say if you get a no it doesn't make you go down. You right. might you might feel down and you might feel like, you know, oh shit, like now I feel two steps behind. You really didn't move at all. So it's like if you could be kind doing that instead of like throwing a hissy fit, there's really no reason to be I mean that, that that's a big lesson that I'm trying to teach my daughters. Like they'll like to try and like hint around at things and I'll just completely ignore it. Say until what you they mean. Ask. Yeah. It's but like, they'll be like, Man, I kinda want kind of want to make cookies when like somebody had just made cookies like 10 minutes ago and it's like if you want a cookie ask for a cookie mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they'll ask and i'll be like no <laughs> and that's why they say it the way they say it <laughs> i mean yeah i try to be cute and coy i've done that too i do that i do that sometimes but you know <laughs> work with what you got sometimes right but i mean manifesting stuff like that and like just success and like any good thing that happens is like you should celebrate that and i've had a really hard time with that in my life like feeling like i look back i'm like holy shit like i've done a lot and sometimes like you know you feel like you can't appreciate Mm -hmm. like what you've done because i mean i was i was raised with like a lot of humility like is am i saying that right i feel like um and just like my mom raised me to be humble, you know what I mean? You're you're no better than anybody else, but if you want to be better than anybody else, work at it, you know? And you know, she's been a business owner and growing up with that, seeing my hardworking family like my aunt Laura too, like it's just I think it's I'm glad that I didn't like just end up owning a bar, you know what I mean? Yeah. I and just like playing in the singing with the band that you know is there that night or singing karaoke at a bar that i own like but that's what i saw but i so much more gravity and even horses my family does horses too and like i grew that's what i grew up with horses and me and my cousins hauling each other around in like the horse cart like (laughs) yeah literally like red buffalo is red like redneck and i love it and that's you know what i mean we were raised with good values and you said bills and we've made full circle like going back to bills fans like we're raised in such a way like yeah there's an asshole every now and then but like out probably alcohol induced because you know <laughs> Buffalo does it, but bars are open till 4 a.m you know but i think the community is just like it is wild it is like if so, three people if you're pulled over on the side of the road with your hazards on three to four people in the matter of maybe a half hour will stop and ask like hey do you need help are you okay like i've i've come across that like many a time and and i know friends that have too like it's it's awesome and i'm really happy that i was like 
brought up the way I was because I don't think I would be where I am today if I wasn't. And oh. I've been home a lot, so I'm feeling like pretty nostalgic. My sister just went to college and she's going to college in NYC. It's very cool. That's awesome. Uh, her name's Gracie. Oh, she's. So I had to work hard for my talent. You know what I mean? I had to put in the effort. <laughs> my sister is so freaking like naturally talented. She would like play the piano. She would hear something on the radio and play it on the piano. Just figure out how to do it. Like Adele songs and stuff. And uh, I, she has interest in going to music production, which is very, very Ooh, cool. Nice. She does like little covers and stuff. And they're like, I thought she sent me like the actual artists and she's like no that's me and i was like what <laughs> she did a billy eilish one i mean if that can like kind of nice give you an idea what she kind of sounds like but she's got a very powerful voice too she'll come up at get there's videos all over of her coming up and singing with me i may when she comes to visit in nashville i make her come up and you may have met her yeah i did i did Did you wouldn't she here for her birthday uh she was here for the taylor swift concert was that okay? Mm-hmm. I, I just remember meeting her one weekend. I saw you guys. I was going to a gig, and y'all were walking mm-hmm. in the direction. Yeah, I think and we were probably. I we were on the way to uh, drop her off at Taylor Swift, but yeah, like she's she's super talented. I mean, and going back to now, going back to just music being in my life all the time. I think that's you know, that's who I am and what I am. I guess I don't know. Next so, question. So, <laughs> so I'm going off in, on too in, many tangents here. In in ADHD. Buffalo, you, when did you start like playing for artists and like doing so going that, that direction before you moved here to Nashville? So with that first band, with that first uh, duo band, our band name was Ashton Hollow. <laughs> and uh, where did that name come from? I have I don't remember. I honestly okay. don't All remember. Right, I think fair. it was like a place. It was like a a place somewhere in in Buffalo or in like Western New York. Um, I'd have to ask where we, I, I don't remember honestly, but I was just curious. Yeah. We had originals and stuff like that. And we were, we opened up for the first, oh my gosh, the first band that I ever opened up for was Colt Ford. Nice. <laughs> and it Love was, it was like right after it was like in the height of like dirt road anthem. Cause he wrote dirt, dirt road anthem with uh Brantley Gilbert mm-hmm. and he is a wacky dude. I love him, man. He's <laughs> chicken and biscuits and shit like he, that during that time. So a buddy of mine is uh, one of the managers or like entertainment directors or something on Average Joe's Entertainment, which is yeah. Colt Ford's record company. And Shout out, Average Joe. Yep. Come listen to my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they should. And uh, so Andrew's a buddy of mine, and I, he was one of the first people I met when I moved here 10 years ago. Now he works for Colt Ford. And in 2018 or 2019, I went to a dinner where it was all of us friends meeting up. We all hadn't seen each other in a while. And he was there, and we were talking and I told him about my brother was the one that had introduced me to like Jason Aldean and Colt Ford and like that whole like rap country rock genre that was going on. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's when I just kind of like got hooked into that stuff. And that's who I, when I learned who Colt Ford was. And he was like, oh, that's cool. And so he started asking about my brother, told him all about my middle brother, Todd. And uh, the next thing I know, I get a text message a day later. He's like, hey what's your brother's name and address? We want to send him a little care package. 
and I sent it to him. And then a day later, I get a text message from Colt Ford, who I had never spoken to a day in my life. And it was a video message. And he said, hey, do me a favor and send this message to your brother. We're sending him a care package. I don't have his phone number. And it was a video of him just saying, hey, Thurk, this is Colt Ford. We appreciate you. And shout out his the company he worked for at the time. It was really cool. So That's uh, freaking shout, awesome. Yeah, That's way it, more than really cool. Like, he didn't have to do that. There was no reason behind it. He right. just knew my brother was a veteran. He supports veterans and was like happy that my brother was like passing along his music to people. See, like those me. are such, I love those. And values. so he just, he just sent me a video and was like, send this to your brother. And they sent him a box of like CDs and shirts and hats and stickers and all kinds of stuff that he gets to like pass out to his employees. And see, and just, that's, that's just like, because that's so like, shout he wants out his... to Colt Ford and average Joe's cause they're awesome people. Hell yeah. i like, I love that so friggin' much. Mm-hmm. Like, when they act, people actually care about like they don't e- and see i don't even like saying like fans i don't think i have like fans you know what i mean like yeah i've met so many people that repeatedly come to my gigs when i'm home they make sure they see me in nashville i've had people like fly to vegas to for our residency out there like i don't consider them like fans i think that's it makes me sound douchey. You know what I mean? Like they're my friend. I consider them like yeah. friends. Fans doesn't seem like a strong enough category. I, yeah. F- I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that word. I don't think like you're my friend. You're not my fan. You're my friend. Like you, you support me. You're my friend. It's like, and I love artists like Cole Ford. Like that's, you probably, we, pre- we see him like, Oh my God, I'm a big fan. Like, no man, like doing that. That's, yeah, it's friendship. It really is, and I think that's so important. Like I said, too. he didn't have to do that. I never like asked for anything. I was just telling Andrew about my brother. Like we just got on the conversation of you know, like him and I were friends, so we were just having a conversation. And, and because then, like, it was a closed circuit, like there's no press or anything for yeah, it. There's no. Like, mm-hmm. he, I I you know I had known Andrew had been working for him for years. Like I didn't never asked anything we literally were just having a conversation and then days later colt ford was like here send this to your brother i don't know if mike heard that sorry (laughs) that was my pants that was not my ball excuse me (laughs) i got leather on leather here (laughs) sorry (laughs) again we need to get cameras (laughs) we need a sponsor um i was looking up GoPros yesterday. Oh, are you? Uh, I was, and I found a couple on Facebook Marketplace. They're older ones, but like they're still good quality. Yeah, like, I don't. We don't need anything. Amazing. You hear it here first. They're upgrading, y'all. So, There's gonna be a YouTube channel. We're trying to. We, Hell yeah. we're, we're trying to do like. Uh, I want to eventually. This get podcast it to where is it, called Nashville for Nobodies. <laughs> Yes, it is. Commercial. Have you heard? Jillian Eliza's coming out with a new single in October, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Pause for laughter. <laughs> Go pre save it now. It's called Hot Mess. And now back to your broadcast. Kyle, you're fired. Yeah. You're your <laughs> 
<laughs> Julian's taking my place. Holy shit. Better yet, you need to expand on our room so we could just have another couch. That was amazing. I need a couch in here. That's that what I amazing. need in here. Look, man, I'm not... First of all, okay. First, I have that the spooky spare- room. The spooky room is dope. Kyle Thank has you. a spooky room with like lights, and he lit all the candles, and it was dope. That's that's that's, the my, that's my like everyday thing. Eight, yeah, it's honestly. not really a spooky room. It's that's just the my, house. Yeah. The house, spooky house. <laughs> it's it's the vibe right Welcome now. To like Kyle's that's just spooky house. The only thing that changes are the lights. Where do we go from there? That was epic. That was. Do we all have ADHD? We do. We absolutely do. This is gonna be another one. We're all over the place. Nashville first squirrels. (laughs) I mean, I did take my meds on the way here, so I should be good. (laughs) I had some water and some weed. I I, I had some meds. (laughs) All right. So in Buffalo, you were playing, opening up for people. When did you decide that you were moving to Nashville? Um. So. After and like what like knowing that what was like what was the reason like all right so I'm trying to I'm work my this. way back so opening I did that big show um with it was uh, Joe Diffie Lee Bryce Brett Eldridge and Luke Combs and I I played this big show in 2019 and it's one of the biggest shows that they have that's like festival ish kind of and okay. I had played smaller ones you know what I mean I. There's a venue there called Darien Lake, and I've never played on that big stage, but this is like a second to that. And I just feel like I, I had a glass ceiling with what I wanted to accomplish. There's no really, I wish there was. Um, there's no, there are original artists there, but I feel like I needed to learn a little more to figure out my sound because I'm a mixture of so many things I really if you ask me to describe my music I I'm still like I I sound like me you know what I mean you just gotta hear it and decide for yourself I just I know what I like and I know what you know I want it to sound like and you know my live show could be different every time but I think that's the beauty in it like I'll sing the song the same but like Sometimes I might have a band that, you know, we're going to put a little like blues feel on it. I might have another band like that has a more like OG country feel on it. So it's like I got to lock down those players who I have the most fun with, I guess. So <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't, when you're building a band, that's definitely what you, what you got to do. Find the players that you enjoy being in a band. Being I around. mean, that's one of them is you. You know what I mean? So. We just uh, Kyle just played with me at. um the Nashville Sounds game and that was fun. I, that had a blast, nice. and you know your energy is awesome too, and I appreciate that a lot about you. you. I gotta come see you, Bobby. I gotta, Aww. I gotta, I gotta come, come support my people. So you let me know the where you're playing. Problem is, is we're always playing at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. We all always play at the same time. It's like, oh, we're gonna come see you. When are you playing? Six to ten. Oh shit, me too. <laughs> you and know? therein lies the problem, and why I don't get to meet a lot of people. And therein lies the problem of us trying to get people on this podcast, right? Well, you know, the so. good thing is, like, for me, I'm doing a little less of Broadway now and more touring. So if I, when I am home, you know, I can come support the people that. Yeah. I have noticed that. I, I have noticed way. you've been on the road a lot more than yep. downtown. Yeah, I've been, I've been going up north. Just, 
this summer especially like my sister graduating i want to be a part of that that's my family you know what i mean family is yeah, so no, important to that. me and you know my mom had some stuff and just had to extend to stay and make sure i was there for you know my priorities you know my, my family Family's and first. uh just an exciting summer though like recording my new music from the spring into the uh into the summer and now these releases are coming out and i'm so i'm so pumped i like and, and i can't we'll, wait for people to hear them we'll, and we'll get to those here in a minute i promise we'll, t- we'll talk about them oh yeah I, I definitely want to talk about that uh i do have a question for you and your like whole uh touring experience okay what's the progress on the bus oh they bought okay. us they bought a school bus i bought did i you? bought a school bus yes yeah. and like you're gonna like so do it all up. We start. We started the process. We took all the seats out. Like I have a time lapse video. It was really cool. Um, probably we're gonna put that on hold right now. Just okay. It's you know it's not the right time because realistically it it does take a lot of effort and work and man hours. We took all the seats out. It took like a day, but like actually building it out because it's from scratch. You know. Right. So we're gonna put that on hold because I I have been traveling a lot more and now I have these you know releases coming out and i bought i bought the bus before i started recording my new music so i didn't know what 2023 was gonna hold so i bought it like on new on new year's eve and we were playing whiskey row on new year's eve in arizona and like i got the money i got the money and i gathered it up i went and (laughs) took it for a test drive and it was dope it was so fun and um I bought it. I bought it right before my New Year's Eve gig <laughs> at Whiskey Dirk Bentley's uh, Whiskey Row in in Arizona, and uh, then I got super hammered. <laughs> I just <laughs> had a good gig and celebrated, and that was like my intro into 2023, and like just up only up from there. And you know what I mean? If I have to put my bus project on hold because of all these other good things happening, like that's a good reason. Absolutely. I could do that. I could (laughs) do it anytime. I don't feel that that bus is necessarily a priority in your life. So (laughs) I mean, I'm going to take off from, you know, road gigs and touring and, you know, building a career so I can build a bus. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I was just curious because she was, she was touring a lot. So I wasn't sure if there was uh, a plan for the bus to be introduced to the touring soon or not. So what happened was I, the I just, starter went. I was just so we, about it. Oh yeah, no, we <laughs> it should it should be here, but so the starter went on it. The guy sold me a lemon. So luckily, uh one of my best friends in Arizona, her husband is a diesel mechanic. So he got it running and you know, he was working a lot and stuff, so he couldn't it wasn't, you know, a priority. He just got it running again, so you know, it might it's probably going to be driven back to Nashville. Maybe maybe or might sell it. I don't know. You know what I mean? I can use that money because it's already half like gutted. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that, so, those are a huge thing right now. Like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm on so well because I joined so many schooly uh, groups on Facebook and like um, all over the country and stuff. And I, just to get inspiration and everything. And if I, I see for, some for sale all the time that are like, hey, this bus is like gutted and ready for you know a a remodel and it's it's a it was a good investment honestly because now i'm gonna be having that money to be traveling i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna go find old buses and gut them go to arizona get them them ready (laughs) i'm telling you like all right here here's a bus 
It's it's ready to be built on. Like you don't have to do any of the work of taking everything out. You just got to put everything in. It's gonna be my new side hustle. Oh, it's <laughs> expensive great. as hell though. I'm telling you, like black tanks and great. If you want to live on it, getting like a a shower and so I I've researched all of it oh, and oh, it's I, like I know they're I, expensive. My I Amazon cart is like three thousand dollars right now in oh. <laughs> just like my cart saved yeah. <laughs> with all the stuff that i was like i'm gonna need mine this. is two but it's nothing important <laughs> when, when i first <laughs> moved into this house i wasn't like sure how long i was gonna be here because i was still like i was still trying to figure out my life at that point so i was like ah, you know what what if i just like fucking toured around like i wasn't i was just gonna like sell everything buy a little like one of those uh not um what are, they, what are they called? Little mini touring vans. A mini touring van? <laughs> I, I have a no sprinter idea. Van? Sprinter van? Sprinter <laughs> van. There you go. Thank you. I'm sorry. I like zoned out for a second. I came in. I'm I, like, oh, that's a hand. I was like, what? I'm sitting here going, what the hell is it called? <laughs> yeah, a sprinter. I looked in like getting one of those and just traveling around for a while. And I was like, that's what I was going to do. And. I was like, well, I'll just like build everything myself because it was cheaper to do that. And no, it really it was. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're expensive projects. And then you realize you work a lot and can't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if I want to do this, I got to work, which means I can't leave. And then I'm going to need money for when I do leave. Well, yeah, nope. I I'm, this is a bad plan. <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> so and that's why uh, you signed another two year lease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm stuck here for another two years. I'm okay with it. I really like it here. I'm I'm glad that I've ended up staying here. I am too. So, I kind of like this whole podcast situation we got going. Yeah, on. And, and that that was another reason I did not want to get rid of this place. I was like, this is a perfect little studio setup for mm-hmm. this podcast. We're centrally located. And if you guys so. think it's hard getting people to come here to do a podcast, man, when I was having them come out to Clarksville, no, nobody would happening. drive out to Clarksville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only went out there just because I, at the time, I was dating somebody that literally lived around the corner from you. <laughs> That's why I was like, ah, I can make this work. I'm already out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and was now, rough. And now here we are. <laughs> oh, how things change. Life changes. So you don't know what you're doing with the bus. That's that's kind of your... Either it's gonna be, it's fixed now, so either it's gonna be it's gonna be turned into something or it's gonna be sold. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it should it should be here, and if I could have put work in it over the spring, it'd be like a tour. It'd be a very expensive tour bus. Diesel is expensive right now, so yeah. you know what I mean. I'm I'm saving money in the long run. Yeah, and then whatever. So I what, got a minivan. What, I'm good. <laughs> what year did you move here? 2019 2019 mm-hmm. right before the pandemic <laughs> and which realistically and of course i'm sure it didn't feel like it then but that was the perfect time uh, to yeah. come to nashville to get in and yeah did i meet you before was it before or after the pandemic after after okay. i'm pretty sure yeah I was, I was thinking about that last night i was like okay how did we meet? Did we meet because you just hired me? I think so. I think I needed a singer and someone re- recommended you. Hell and I you. knew of you. <laughs> no, I think I posted up and someone tagged you. And I knew of you. I had seen you before and heard you. And I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And they're like, oh, geez, so, who's this wacky bitch with so, the purple hair? <laughs> I had a mohawk. What you, I mean, <laughs> so whatever. No, I mean, you. And from, from that very first show, you were like, what are we doing? I was like. We're the band. You're fronting. We'll help you where you need it. You run the show. Tell us what. Just 
it's your show and you did you took the reins and you went with it and that's what i was saying earlier going back to that like from that very first gig i did with you i was like oh i i want this girl every week like <laughs> yup and and i did like i for the after that you were the front person and oh yeah we did they, we were steady on that that valentine they, gig that was a fun gig go, yeah um and it was great man i i loved it i love sharing the stage with you 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 just you know what to do. You don't have a problem leading everything, and the way you handle the crowd is just seems to come so natural for you. I just like to oh. shit talk people you, and you, see if they you, could take a joke. You, you and do? if they can, then they could stay. If they can't, then hey, whatever. You know what I mean? Do, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But you're also like really fucking fun and nice and cool on stage. Like it's, <laughs> Thank you. So I don't know. Like I said, from that from that very first show with you, like it just. I had other singers that would come and be like, okay, what do, you, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, it's your show. And they're like, well, but like, you know, I know. They need their handheld. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, like, what what are you singing? Like, let's go. Like, you tell me. Being a vocalist and leading a band are two completely different skill sets. You can you can be a fantastic no, singer. She, she and, sent us like five songs. She's like, this is what we're starting with. And I was like, sweet, let's go. Nice. <laughs> and we just rolled with it and just, she was calling them left and right. We started, and then, oh, the request. She's so great with requests too. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. She's not scared of shit. Like, I'll I'll mess up because you know what? I if you mess up a song, it's a cover. You know what I mean? I've messed up my own songs. Like it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm gonna be able to sing that a thousand more times, and yeah. I'm gonna get it right next time. You know what I mean? Well, not only that, if if you do it right, like train wrecking a song is a great moment for the crowd because. You have plenty of so, opportunity to interact. With I remember them. the first like, time I ever whole messed situation. Up a song. I'm, I'm going to credit you for my confidence on that. What? Being able to like gracefully train wreck. Gracefully? Be- yes. I. Oh my god! I am a graceful train wreck. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> writing that down. That's a great band name. <laughs> I'm writing that uh, down. Graceful train wreck. Uh, uh, hell yeah. So, or album title? So no, but like. When hey, she started home. fronting with, or when she started fronting the band for us, was when I was, I had just started singing, so I only had five or six songs under my belt that I was like comfortable with, and then I had a few that I would kind of like dabble in here and there when we were drunk or the crowd was drunk enough. But it was with her; she was the first singer on Broadway that I'd worked with that wasn't scared of a song she didn't know. That's awesome. There's a lot of other singers that I worked with before that they didn't know the song. There's like, no, I don't know it. I'm not doing it. Just would shut it down. And she'd be like, you guys know it? Let me go listen to it for like sure, 30 yeah, seconds. Like, I'll fuck up the bridge. I don't care. Or like, or if <laughs> she even like was run. somewhat familiar with it, she's like, ah, fuck it. If you guys know it, yeah, let's do it. And she would do it. And she would sometimes she'd trip over the lyrics. Sometimes she wouldn't. But no matter what, we got through the song. Everybody had a good time. People clapped cheered we got money for it it was never an issue and that was the first time working just me personally working with an artist on broadway where i was like oh it's okay to fuck up because prior to that all the bands that i worked with they wanted everything damn near perfect even sweet leah they ran a super tight ship and they wanted i mean you could mess up here and there it was fine but fix it next time. I mean, that's a great Where with goal, her, but that's we just would not take, reality. Yeah, we would take these songs yeah. that we'd never played before and she'd be like, fuck it, let's see what happens. 
and I had never really experienced that on stage before. And so when we got to do that, I was like, all right, let's fucking run with it. And sometimes and it, was, it ended so good. Like it, it would, sometimes it would be a train wreck. There, and were, like, there were a few, we just stopped. We got like a verse in and we were like, nope, nope, we're all wrong. We can't do this. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I think I changed. I'm like, that's a hundred dollar song. That's not a $20 song. And somebody gave a hundred dollars and it was it was not. It was good in the beginning, and then it just it derailed. It, it derailed. It no, not gracefully. I was at with all. the band, and we tried um, "Paradise" by the Dashboard Lights. Oh Milo. god! <laughs> so in in every groove change, we had to stop, and I had to recount it off into the new groove. We couldn't. Oh do, my! Nobody god. knew where it was, so like everybody oh, would just man. start looking, and we'd vamp for a second, and I'd be like, "Stop! Count off. <laughs> start the next section." <laughs> Oh, it was man. it was awful. That's awesome. Uh, I That's think awesome. Ian Bennett was with me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <clears throat> that, it was definitely crazy. one of those where we got done. And everybody's like, "We're never doing that again. <laughs> Ever doing that?" Again. Like yeah. that song's a five hundred dollars song now. So so crazy people will pay it. So now you know that like when when you were on the stage with me when we were doing the band with Frankie and I would just like, "All right, screw it, we're doing the song." Mm-hmm. I credit her for that confidence because she was the one that kind of was like. Who gives a shit? Like you said earlier, it's a cover. Like who cares? Like if I'm fucking up my song, that's the only thing that yeah, matters. Like so. okay, there's a handful of songs that every single person on the face of the planet knows every single word and cadence and phrasing, but not every song. You know what I mean? Like yeah. mm-hmm. I'll put my own spin on stuff. Like I do "Parachute" by Chris Stapleton. Very. I really. I want to record a cover of you mean "Parachute." Parachute. Parach- Parakeet. <laughs> Paramedic. SpongeBob reference. <laughs> anyway, uh, where were we? <laughs> Welcome School. to ADHDs for National Nobodies. <laughs> this show is brought to you by Vivance <laughs> and Adderall or Weed and Coffee. <laughs> All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> where were we? Anyways. Uh. Um, show confidence doing show confidence yeah just anyways going oh, yeah. for so, it alright we're past that now though we already got <laughs> back on to you so you moved to Nashville 2019 pandemic hit and what what did you do during the pandemic what was your uh, we would do live streams okay. we would do live streams um, they were profitable super they were super profitable in the beginning but I mean everybody started to run out of money you know what I mean so um yep, well then everybody started doing the live streams because like oh, i yeah. was doing it tootsie started their own mm-hmm. aj started theirs ten roof started one and then i got so. in a car accident right like oh, the week before yeah. they let live music back on like i got in a car accident wednesday i was coming home from a live stream that was at a bar downtown and I was driving down Gallatin and a car hit me kind of like head on. They hydroplaned and broke my wrist, broke my wrist Wednesday, had surgery Tuesday. No. Hold on. (laughs) I think Monday they let live music back. So I went there with like just in my sling with my splint on mm-hmm. had surgery Tuesday was back singing Wednesday <laughs> just with a cat and like amazing it was it was rough but it was, it was fun you know what I mean I just waving around my calf just 
thunder on the heavens. <laughs> it's raining. Anyway, so yeah, uh, got in a car accident, so I was laid up for like a couple weeks. Had to go to physical therapy like three times a week. I couldn't play guitar. I had to like reteach my muscles how to play guitar. So I've been through it, baby. I've been through it. <laughs> and then so COVID ends, and you started doing Broadway again. Yep. And then you did the Broadway thing for a while. And and writing and doing some writing and a uh, little bit of traveling too. And um, I went to India. Very, very cool with my oh, roommate. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. That. I saw the Taj Mahal. It was very cool. So it, it's been a wild ride for the past couple of years. Like, And so now you're more focused on your original music mm-hmm. and touring. So yeah. let's get on to your original music. I know you're super excited about this. I I've am been so excited making about you it. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've been making you wait for this. You have a new single coming out that I got to play with you this last Saturday. It is a lot of fun. It is a poppy, funky, just groovy song. I like it. It's, it's so fun. what's it called? What's it, it about? <laughs> I'm over I'm here gonna, in the I'm dark. Gonna, I'm letting you say it. It's your song. So my new single is called Hot Mess, and it is just a personal anthem theme song. It's just like, this is a little bit, it's my introduction as a Nashville recording artist, and I'm an independent artist, so, you know, everything that I'm doing is coming out of my own pocket. Like, it's it's a wild ride. It's so much fun, and like, selling merch and stuff like that at shows and just meeting everybody like that's what just keeps me going you know what i mean and like i can't wait for everybody to hear this song like it is me it's my introduction and i'm a hot mess and you know welcome to the party you know and that's (laughs) the name of the episode so she's she's been promoting this song and uh she put up some stuff on her story last week and she was trying to get people to click this link and to go buy her song and she made a comment about if you click this link, it'll take you to my OnlyFans. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I saw that. I need to. I need I to. <laughs> All right. So, I made a post on Instagram, and like one of the photos I had already posted, but it was like in like a multiple one, and it was like the one at the end. It was a shot. I had my leg up on the bathtub, like shaving my leg. And I put a little like emoji guy, like shocked emoji guy over it. There's nothing in. I'm like wearing a pair of underwear. Actually, no, I'm not wearing a pair of underwear. What am I? I forget what I was wearing underneath, but there's nothing under. I just thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. So I posted it again. I had another photo from the photo shoot where like I'm wearing this bralette thing and like put a little star over it. You can't see my nipple or anything underneath the photo, but I thought it w- I was cracking up making these, editing them and posting them and I said, you know, it was my birthday. It was my birthday on my birthday. I was like, you know, I'm feeling generous on my birthday. If you go pre-save my song Hot Mess from the link in bio, it may or may not take you to my OnlyFans, my private OnlyFans account. I got 200 pre-saves <laughs> and I had 10 or 15 people message me. Marketing hey, it didn't read. It didn't redirect me to your OnlyFans, And I I'm ignored it. I'm like, uh, unless they persisted, like, I'm like, hey, man, you know, it was a joke. I appreciate you pre-saving my song. You can't unpre-save a song. I don't think so. Whatever. Like, and I nobody got like mad, but like, oh, 
gotcha moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody was like mad about it. But for the people that thought I was serious, I got 21 unfollows. And I know that's not a lot, but like <laughs> I got 20 people. They, they didn't even like go check to see because it, it didn't redirect you anywhere. It was literally just a... I don't want to say scam, but it was like a joke. It was, right. you know, I had 21 people unfollow me and like call my mom. Like, is she really doing that? It caused an uproar. That is <laughs> so <laughs> fantastic. And it's like the, it's like the naming your band free beer thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, my mom was like, you better post your family members. Think you have an OnlyFans account. And I'm like, oh my God. So I, I posted, um, another f- like set of photos and like, like a shock me doing a shocked face from my hot mess photo shoot and then laughing and i was like the shocked face was like the 21 people that unfollowed me that thought i actually had an OnlyFans account and then the one me laughing versus me actually getting 200 pre-saves from that post so okay whatever You, you don't need them 21 followers anyways. I mean, it's hey, you know mom, what I mean? I, Any mom, publicity I don't have, is good publicity. I don't have an OnlyFans mom. But if I did, I would be making bank. I, right? Seriously. <laughs> I should have opened up an account and just charged like $100 to subscribe to, and just have pictures of my dog. <laughs> There's Like you subscribe. There are artists that do that, that have OnlyFans that you can go on and like see them playing like unreleased music and oh, stuff shit, like that. Oh shit, yeah, it's yeah. a it's here. It's, I was thinking it was just for sex workers. No, <laughs> it, it no. just became primarily. There's there's OnlyFans that have that like teach like guitar lessons, cooking mm-hmm. lessons. Like there's all kinds of stuff on there. It's like cosplay yeah. models. Now don't get me wrong. That's well, that's a very small people market. That unfollowed me. Don't know that. So <laughs> even if I yeah, did have a most music people, only fans, I would say a good ninety eight percent of the world when they hear OnlyFans, they just think pornography immediately yeah when it's i mean that's what i think it is mostly what is the that other one? what is the other one it's um it's there's another one that i had some friends on yeah um there's another one mm-hmm. uh patreon patreon oh. patreon's a good one uh patreon's set up a little different though it's it's a subscription thing was, yeah but there's like tiers of subscriptions i thought that was like for like oh, okay. podcasts and patreons stuff like for like that. any kind of thing really because um, yeah. I, I mean well i listen to like so the murder in america podcast mm-hmm. they always talk about their patreon and i hear it on some others so i honestly just thought it was like a thing but yeah so like if you do like money for you can podcasts. you can subscribe for like a couple <laughs> yeah, dollars know. and you get like a certain amount of access to things and then for like a second tier of like 20 bucks you get more things and then, yeah so like, like theirs is if you subscribe to theirs you get all the episodes ad free mm-hmm. like that's and then like thing. uh so, i know okay. i know a lot of musical artists that'll do like oh shit maybe i'll open up acoustic one of videos and stuff of unreleased songs <laughs> so if you subscribe for like the 50 dollar package or whatever you know then what every that month sounds complicated honestly i don't think my adhd could you just gotta, I just post everything to every yeah, you like have to I keep would, up with the content i feel like yeah. i would need a manager if i had something like that that's yeah. just uh uh-uh. but i have a hard no, enough time I mean, keeping I've, up with my own life i've thought about doing it for the podcast but like I don't feel like we have the content to release in tears to do that at this point. No, no. If we were doing more think, stuff, then I don't yeah, think we have a following to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know, man. I'm, I'm we, we've got continuously a good, blown away. Don't get me wrong. Thank you for everyone that listens. And I know we have a good following because I watch the numbers constantly. But I just, when I say what I said, I mean, like, I don't feel like we have a demanding following. We have. Mm-hmm. 
a very loyal follower. Yes, but we do. I don't feel like we have a demanding. The only person that's ever been like, "Hey, I'm I'm fiending for a new episode." Literally, was my mom. She was like, <laughs> "I've gotten a few. Like, if we go like, a couple weeks without recording, yeah. I start getting a hey, when are you putting out a new episode? So it's like when now, somebody now, shows up. <laughs> now that we're doing because, so I'll let you guys know we're releasing the episodes every other week now instead of every week. But um, and it's just because we're super busy. It's really really hard for us to get three people with three different schedules. Uh, to, to come in and do yes. this for a couple hours. So we are releasing them every other week now, but um, still, still the same thing. Maybe eventually we can go back, yeah. but once, once it we'll slows, have to play catch up a little bit. Yeah. Once, once we get back into slow season, maybe we can catch up some, but for right now it's still just, it's we got to come up with a good idea for a season finale. When is the season finale? We started this season last November, I believe. So how long are our seasons? <laughs> so our seasons, I'm assuming, are going to be about a year. So we need to come up with something for the end of the year slash beginning of next year time frame. Party. House party. I wish I <laughs> – see, this is where I wish I still had my old house. You just walk around I, with your microphone interviewing right? people on the fly. Hey, uh, actually, how are no, you doing? So I, I do – and this was something – who was I talking to about this the other day? I don't even remember who I was talking to. Uh, I think it was Cassie. Um, we were discussing um, uh, doing like a Nashville for Nobody's showcase. Yeah. So um, we talked about that a little bit. Working on something like that. Um, We'd I'm, also I've talked got, about. I have three venues in mind that we could make it work at because I'm trying to think of something that's going to be big enough, but that also isn't going to charge us Buku's amount right. of money because I'm going to have to pay something up front. I'm aware of that. I'm okay with that. Um, I just don't want to have to spend a whole week's pay right. for that. Yeah. So I mean, we are still very much working yeah. musicians. <laughs> yeah. But we'd also talked about like maybe doing a live podcast in the future. Yeah. With a live audience. So yeah. I can suggest I do play Fridays from six to ten at Doghouse, mm-hmm. and you could do a four-hour showcase in the slot. I'd offer that up. Oh wow! Especially because I'm. Uh, depending on when you want to do it, I may be here, I may not, I may join in. But if I'm gone that specific, you know, weekend that you wanted that you could do it, like you could just have that slot and yeah, because we're trying to do it to where everybody that's been on the show, whether them as an artist or they bring in their band, like we have everybody that's been on the show playing. Oh, that'd be tough on a Friday. So, um, or as many as we could get. Yeah, I mean, as many now, obviously, like. Everybody has, like, even me, I have a residency on Friday nights now. So, like, it's it's tough for me to do certain things. I have to, like, take, I have to schedule week in, weeks in advance when I want to take off. I can't just, like, take off that week anymore. Well, I'll talk to Mafia Manage and I'll see if they can uh, hook something up, maybe. Word. Word. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> Sick. So, anyways, back to you. Enough about us. Back to you. So, you have a new song that's being released October 13th, Hot Mess. Um, is it just the single itself? Do you have others that are being released? So after that, what's, what's the plan <laughs> so, of action from there? Uh, October, Friday the 13th. I like to say it that way cause it's a Friday the 13th and Which it is makes awesome. me giggle. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting tattooed on that day cause I do every Friday the 13th that I can. Very nice. Um, I am releasing it that day. Hot mess gets released that day. And then, I mean, I guess this is a, Official, unofficial announcement. Ooh, Whoever 
an exclusive. Whoever listens to this, you know, you're probably going to be the one. Pretty much mostly the musicians here in town. (laughs) That, no. Well, I mean, letting whoever listens to know. I'm not going to announce it, like, online or anything for a minute. But I'm releasing You Can't Afford Me, which is my, not breakup song, but it's like. It's kind of like a breakup song, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Just me making fun of like my ex-boyfriend and his shitty pickup truck. But <laughs> I'm releasing it on my ex-boyfriend's birthday <laughs> in November. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. So that's going to be This out. is my level of petty. I, won't, I, get, I Okay, that's all you get. I won't say the actual date, but it's on his birthday in November. So like a couple, only like six weeks later, maybe. Or like, nice. oh, let's see. No, never mind. Forget I said that. Edit that out. (laughs) So after Hot Mess comes closely followed by You Can't Afford Me. And then I'm releasing my kind of like sad ballad. It's called Lost a Love Song. I'm going to release that on Valentine's Day in 2024. I I just had a feeling you were going to say you released it on Valentine's Day. It just, I just everything kind of lined up really. I have a horseshoe up my ass. I swear to God. Like the stars <laughs> align for me. The stars align. I swear. It's like, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful oh, disaster you know, over here. I wasn't ready. <laughs> what? You broke Bobby. Why did the, I break Bobby? What did I say? Up up oh, I do. Oh, I'm a lucky bitch. I swear. <laughs> I manifest shit and it happens. Well, that's what I was going to say. Going back to your manifestation right there. Like, boom. You're talking about manifesting Okay, stuff, back so. to the bus. I manifested, like, uh, Sonny's fam- family was redoing, like, a couple of their rooms, the floors. So it's, like, this, like, red oak whatever. And his dad was like, hey, you guys can have that for the bus. And I'm like... Can we like sand it? I don't love, I'm not in love with that color. It reminded me of like an old man's den. And Sonny is like, yeah, that's why I love it. <laughs> so I'm like, I really wanted like a, a muted, like ashy, dark ash kind of flooring. Well, his nephew's father redid their house and they had the exact color that I wanted. They had like a ton left over nice. and they gave it to us for free. Nice. So I'm like, okay, if I can manifest that, I'm going to put the vibes in on everything else in life because i just I mean i feel that way with a lot of things in my life is but it's it's not just like talking about it it's like going for it saying like speaking to people about it mm-hmm. not when, just keeping when, it in yeah when you keep it in like no one ever knows like someone may have something you need or want and if you never say that like it's just going to sit okay, there perfect example i had i have been telling since the beginning of the summer like traveling and stuff people are like oh nashville like i'll look you up when i'm there i'm like okay well make it soon because this is my last uh summer on broadway if if i do play on broadway it'll be not few and far between but it will be like very less often and it's already it's already becoming it's already starting yeah and um my, my mom even my mom was like you know don't put all your eggs in one basket, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, but if I don't say it out loud, how am I supposed to believe that that's what I want to happen? I need yeah. to say it out loud and I'm going to say it out loud because, I mean, that's the only thing that's going to, if I believe it, it like, it is more possible so, than if I'm, like, doubting mm-hmm. myself, you know what I mean? And wanting hot mess and you can't afford me and lost a love song. And I have other uh, songs that I'm going to be, that are done that I'm going to be recording and 
um, putting out all in 2024, like I need to know that that's going to happen for me or else how can then, it, like, you know? Like phrases like don't put all your eggs in one basket or have a backup plan or whatever. Like those are the phrases that kill anybody that wants to do so, what we do. I, you know, I was just, I was just about to say I that. So agree. my whole life, those are the two phrases. Mm-hmm. Mom, I'm sorry. Uh, my whole life, those are the two phrases that were ingrained in me were, you need a backup plan and don't put all your eggs in one basket. And every time I made a backup plan, and every time I spread my eggs through other baskets. Let me guess, what you wanted to do fell every, apart? Everything that I wanted yeah. to do slipped away from my fingers and I was having to do what I needed to to survive. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped living that way, and don't get me wrong, I... I live more cautiously now than I used to. Yeah. And I'm smarter with my money and things. But Can you teach me about a bus? Now <laughs> it's when I want something, that's I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. You got to put the blinders me. on. I'm that's got to be the only it. option. I have to do that. I've done it everybody else's way and it didn't work. And ever since I started doing it my way, it's worked. No, if you have a backup and plan, you have permission to fail. You know, I for for years and even from the start of this podcast I was like oh I want to put together my own band I want to put together my own band I want to put together my own band here I am fronting my own band every Friday you Mm -hmm. know and it's exactly what I wanted and it was me and you had a couple of hiccups before you got there but but until I started putting that out there and saying this is what I was going to do and I'm going to do this by the end of the year and so forth I got you to know. be in that band for a minute, and I loved it. It was so fun. Well, no, not even that. I'm talking about my new band. Like, I, oh. have, I have like my own little. Where's your Where's uh, your residency pop- on Fridays? It's at Snitch every oh, Friday, yeah. ten to close. In Peter's Alley. Mm-hmm. And I it's love a, that it's place. a such a cool venue. Band. It's It's all pop punk. We do a little bit of '90s rock, a few '2000s rock, but it's all pretty much like pop punk, few emo. It's just a fun show. And what time do you play? Ten to close. Okay, I play on Friday this week. I'm going to come. I want to sit in and couple with you guys. Okay. I'll bring some people. All right. Yeah. That it's sounds fun. fun. We don't do any country whatsoever. None. Oh. None at all. Bitch. <laughs> I grew up with like Avril Lavigne and Let's do Paramore Let's and go. Yeah, Foo Fighters. You've, you've done oh, those I love songs Foo with Fighters. Us. Foo Fighters are my favorite. So I don't know it all. Trust me. But you oh, know what I mean? It's fun. And it's such just a... It's a high energy yet laid back gig. Like oh, I love that it's place. It's just that's a cool place. We just have fun, and I tell people from the get go, we don't do any country. Whatever you see on Broadway is not what we do here. Like you can give me a thousand dollars, and if I don't want to play your song, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I'll take <laughs> your money and I'll laugh all the way to the bank. This show is for me, and like I, I don't care if there's one person in here or a hundred people in here. I'm having the time of my life on Friday nights, ten to close. So this <laughs> is for like, me. This dude. is not for you. <laughs> and no, like I, like <laughs> it, it is. Like I, you know, yeah, I'm there. We are entertaining people, and like I do take requests and stuff. But like I let people know that like this is not a Broadway thing. Like what you get on Broadway is not what you're getting here. It's a whole different thing. Like, isn't it great to just be able to be yourself? Like we have a set list that we run down, and if you throw us a, a song request that's in that vein or on that list, we'll do it. If it's not, I'm yeah. sorry. You know, if you want to tip us, please do because I got to pay them at the end of the night. And that's another thing with that band because I enjoy it so much that we don't make a whole lot of tips generally just because of where it's at and it's a late night shift and it's you know pop punk where people aren't really tipping a whole lot for that. Um, so if we don't, if my band members don't make a hundred dollars each, I won't take any tips. 
They have to make $100 each in tips before I start taking anything. You're a good businessman. Just, just want them to make sure that they're getting paid because they're Honest coming to do man. this for like me. It. Like They could be playing anywhere else on a Friday tended clothes and be making triple of what I pay them. So, like, the fact that they're taking that time to come play with me, I want to make sure they get paid. I, I got other gigs through the week oh, that take yeah. care of me. And dude, this one's such a fun one coming, for me. Coming that from, I, that you I, know. That I get to front. Like, I don't get to. I'm not a country guy. I don't have a country voice. I really don't. I can sing some of that, like, raspier country stuff. But that's not my thing so like getting to do what i get to do friday nights it's it's just so much fun for me and coming from a sideman and you being a sideman you know like feeling respected will get me on a gig in a heartbeat if i feel like the artist respects me i'm gonna say yes i don't care what the circumstances are if they're good people and i feel respected i'll do 100%. the gig i don't care what the money is and i i will say like me getting to front on fridays on the other gigs where I'm not a co-front or I'm not fronting at all, it's it's made me enjoy them a little bit more again. I don't know why. I guess it's because like I get to like do my own thing now on Friday nights, and then so the rest of the week I'm, I'm working or whatever. But ever since I've started doing this, it's made all my other gigs way more pleasant for me. I'm not quite sure why, but I'm just gonna because you're getting going to be with you it. and doing what you love. <laughs> well, like, I mean, love, it's love, like love. like I just I just got back from doing the Tootsie's thing at. Panama City Beach and getting to leave Broadway and go play music is a great like refresher of like oh yeah I really fucking enjoy this and so now I'm, I'm super excited about our gig tomorrow morning because like I'm ready to get back where and are you play. playing at Legends Corner we have uh, our, are we gonna are we gonna bleep out the purple palace bar days <laughs> oh no I didn't no. say anything that they would get <laughs> mad about uh, no no just don't give them free press oh <laughs> I mean, we the we, one down there we though talk is about the PCB. Different. Yeah, I've only been there down there once. It's, we we, we talk crazy. about the places and and don't get me wrong. And I'm not going to talk trash about any bar downtown unless they have truly wronged me. And none of the bars themselves had managers and or owners have, but the bars generally treat me pretty well. And as much as I refuse to play Tootsie's or the Purple Palace, um. I still think that is still one of the best ways to start and meet people in town because it's the, it's the easiest. It's for people who, uh, it's the easiest I, access. I can agree, but I also easiest access into Broadway. I def I don't think it's something that you need to go there and get a gig and stay on it. Some people can. Some people are can, very naive and can get trapped. Yeah, though, so it's um, it's tough. But. Also, that's where we hope that this podcast will kind of come in and show people that there's other routes to go yes. outside mm -hmm. of that, that there are other venues I, and circuits you can go there, to. When I left I had a lot of people reach out and ask me, like, to like how to go about it if it wasn't through them. Yeah. And I feel like persistence is the biggest, like, mm -hmm. the day that I, like, left there, I was done up. I was ready for a gig. I was ready for a double. And I got banned. <laughs> like, my... My my like promotional photo was sent to like every bar, every security guard, every bartender, and every musician that played for the circuit for every bar. So I'm like, hey, thanks for the free promotion. I went and walked Broadway, and I just stopped in. Hey, is there a is there a sound guy here or a, whoever books music, or can I get the number? I, I did that. I 
I beat feet. I nose to the grindstone that day. Mm-hmm. I got hired to play the next day at Redneck Riviera. Like, they had never heard me before. They took a chance on me, and I had been there. I have, like, I'm still doing some stuff with them well, since, the thing. since that day. And and now with, so, years ago, Tootsies was almost the only way to enter Broadway. Yeah. Where now, because if you wanted to get into the other bars, you had to be a high-level caliber musician to get into those bars and to play them. Now, it's so oversaturated with live music. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when I moved here, there were 20 bars with live music and only a couple had multiple floors. Pretty much every bar only had one stage. Now all of them have two or three floors, rooftop bars. You know, there's, there's what, 50, some 51 bars down there currently, something like that. And there's about to be another six that are about to open here in the next Mm -hmm. roughly year. So we've talked about this before. You got a hundred plus bands playing at one given time, hundred plus bands playing at one given time. And before it was only 20 bands playing at a time. And so you've quadrupled that in the last 10 years and it's more and more and more coming in. So it's just, it's oversaturated. So now it's, you can walk into almost any bar and be like, hey, I've got a band. Like, we're available these days. And they're pretty much all of them are going to take a chance on you. And if you, they'll put you on a shift, like a 10 to 2 in the morning or a 2 to 6. And if you suck, they'll never call you again. Or if you do okay, they'll keep you on for a little while. And if they're great, then they'll put you somewhere you need to be. So, and pro tip, make friends with the bartenders. I was just going to say, I was like, go, <laughs> I was going say, all the way back to being kind is cool. Yeah. If you if you make friends, who's Se- reporting on their shift? Security and, and bartenders. Security and bartenders. Those two right there are your key to getting almost any gig. And then if you know a sound guy or you meet the sound guys and just become, don't be a Or obnoxious. even a manager. Yeah. Usually the managers are sometimes harder to find. But um, starting out with, Bartenders and, and door guys, man, you make friends with them. Those door guys, they talk a lot. They talk a lot, man. Mm-hmm. They know everybody's business. They know who's good. They know who sucks. They know all the drama that's going on in town. They know it. If they like Can you, I tell you the boys you? from Redneck Riviera? My my phone fell out of my jeans pocket, and I had my Apple Watch on. A homeless man picked it up and we we've tried to follow him for like two hours and then we finally found him and Sonny stayed with the 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 guy who had my phone and I no cops no cops at all anywhere to be seen on Broadway or anywhere on lower Broadway at like 330 like what if they need to stay down there longer like it will I couldn't find anybody so I like I called one of the sound guys, I was like, hey, are the security guards still there? He's like, yeah, we're out back. I'm like, there's this guy who has my phone. I can't find any cops. Can you guys? They squealed out of um, the parking lot of Redneck Riviera, followed me, six big like linebacker dudes, and got my phone back for me. That's awesome. Like, But yeah, no, like. Those guys, I got to shout out those guys because. I yeah. agree with, you know, making friends. It's It helps you in the long run. Well, And we're all on the same team. We're mm-hmm. all trying to accomplish the same goal down there. And that's yeah. make a living. Make a living and sell alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Maybe drink a little bit in between sometimes, but. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's talk about some fun stuff on Broadway, shall we? 
Um, well, I have a question to start out. Yes, go um, for it. What was like the biggest difference between your gigs in New York and your gigs when you started playing down here? What was like the biggest thing that stands out is like, oh, this is a t- completely different situation now? So I would play acoustic a lot. I ran open mics as well. So I I ran open mics right like off the bat mm-hmm. um just all over buffalo and i met a lot of musicians like i that's how i like met as many people as i did because i ran that open mic so i met a ton of musicians and then um my full band stuff i would do full band stuff for like you know i would play casinos and i would do like um county fairs and stuff and then i would do these shows um, opening up for artists for the local radio station. So I was opening up for all, like, I mean, not to name drop. I'm proud of, I'm proud of it. Um, you know, Jimmy Allen, Jordan Davis, Thompson square. I've opened up for Thompson square multiple times. Um, once again, you know, Luke Combs, that big show yeah. that really just glass ceilinged it for me. Um, Kip Moore, Morgan Wallen, um, Josh Turner, like th- they really, were a staple in getting me to where I am and being able to share my music with people. And like, it was, it was, it helped, it helped me along the run. But like in Nashville, it's just so much more incredibly high energy. It's even like, and I think playing through like the the pandemic times, like, helped me as an artist as well because I was I learned how to play to an empty room I would just have I would act I would use it as practice mm-hmm. and pretend that the 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 room is full you know what I mean like yeah. try new things you know what I mean that way like hey I'm gonna fall maybe if I do this one thing but there's nobody here to watch so this is it was pretty much a paid practice mm-hmm. and you know the hours were long and I would do multiple gigs in a row but I think it helped me be more personal because like people are just, you know, if you're background noise, nobody's going to know who you are. So making conversation and being personable, like when the room isn't wild, like, hey, where are you guys from? You know, if I haven't been there, cool. You know, who's your football team? Mine's the Bills. Ha ha. Look at my tattoo. Like just making them feel welcome and comfortable. I've had people stay like and then come to another gig. They would stay for oh, yeah. both gigs full eight hours. And it would be more or less the same show depending on who I was playing with. But like if you connect with people like that, that's like that's what I did at Buffalo. So I guess it's very similar in that. It's just way more high energy here. Like more consistently, you know? Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm still I'm still doing those festivals and county fairs and you know casinos and stuff we we had a residency in vegas too so that was really cool and that i got that opportunity through nashville so it's just like i guess opportunities there are i think i used up all my opportunities in buffalo and you know nashville just created a lot more which is you said you kind of hit the like glass ceiling you're like there's not yeah what, what what else can i do here and um yeah i get that it's did I answer your question? I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like it did. 
I was going to ask something. I completely forgot what I was going to ask now. Oh, well. I know we were going to talk about fun Broadway things. So, yeah. That's, that I, was I your intro to I, it. I don't remember. Um, so when you were on Broadway full-time, uh, or I, I say full-time, when you were on Broadway more, did you have a set band, or you felt like you were constantly trying to like find members daily? What was that like for you on Broadway? Not on the daily, but I have had like my like set band, give or take like whatever drummer. But um, and then there's just people that I'm like, oh, you know what? I haven't played with them a while. I'm going to give them a call. Like um, Jordan Sheffman, he's amazing band leader. He's my bass player and he sings beautifully. Oh, my God. Amazing harmonies. I want to go do a, a national anthem with him somewhere. Like oh, no. he's he's my homeboy. And then I'll have Sunshine James on guitar or co-front, you know, um, and vice versa. He'll have me on, on gigs to like sing harmonies and stuff for his originals. And I, I appreciate that opportunity. And then um, sometimes I'll have uh, Sam Sherman on drums. He's my my, you know, my my go to guy. He's yeah. one of my besties. And then sometimes I'll have John Swainston. I love okay. that guy. And then Ethan Harb. I got a shout out to he's he's the homeboy. I just played you, with him yesterday, actually. Yeah, I, saw and that. I haven't uh, seen him in a while, but you can ever get a gig with him. He's always on the road. I now. know. Oh, he's that so talented. Kid, man. I, I knew from the first time I played with him. I was like, he's going to be in stadiums and doing big things. And sure enough, here he is like. He he's just one of those guys. When I met him, I was like, "Oh, that he's doing things. He's oh, he's yeah. going places." Oh, when Preston is home too, when Preston being is home, I love having him on guitar. He's another and one, man. Like, have you heard Rob Leonard? Uh, I don't think. Oh I know Rob. my lord, you got to go check out Rob Leonard. He's unreal. Okay. He sounds like Chris Stapleton and Travis Tritt had a baby. Like his voice is unreal. He can do female harmonies, and. I love having him on. He is an amazing guitar player, amazing vocalist. And with Rob him with okay. with me, him and Jordan, we have three part harmony every almost every single song. Oh, that's and it's nice. it's like going to church for me. I love playing with him. That's like nice. that combo is the bomb. That that vocal combo is is one of my favorites. And uh I mean to play covers, you know what I mean? But we we actually got a uh I played with Swainston Chefman, and then I had Rob Leonard, and someone requested Hot Mess, and um, we and we played it, and I was like, "Damn, that was fun, and that was good." And I like, I wish I had you guys on the the track. You know what I mean? It nice. was it was good. So I, I I vibe with those guys, and that's that's super important for me. Like I think that was one of the first things that I I told you. I'm like, as long as I'm having a good time, and like I feel like you said respected, as long as I have a good time, and like the vibes are good on stage and like we can joke around and shit talk each other on the talk back. Like I'll, I'll say yes every time to, mm, yeah. to coming in and helping out and like having a good time and making some money. Like that's that. And I've always had it no matter who else we play with, but you know, give or take a few times, but I mean, you know, it happens. <laughs> you and I always seem to end up having a good time. There, there have been a few times on stage where it's, it's been a rough gig, but we still, you and I still make it through, no problem. Oh, absolutely. Getting so. on the bar and shaking our asses in people's faces. Yes. It's the bomb. Yeah, it's the it's bomb. Fun. It's fun as hell. I mean, I've always said that. Like, 
having a having fun on stage is more important than playing every note accurate and being like right on because if you're having fun the crowd doesn't have a choice okay so thank you for saying that so agree and going back to playing with those boys swainston has like such a good meter it made phrasing for all the covers like unreal it was like having three-part harmony and like having a good time and that there's like different things that just make a performance or band like great in my opinion and it's like a venn diagram and this band that this particular gig that i'm thinking of just hit all of them and it was like when that happens does not happen often and it might not even happen again with the same boys it might just have been a really good day for everybody you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and it's euphoric it's like oh yeah it's it's a good feeling having having a connection on stage with players and artists is one of those unreal feelings i don't even know how to describe it and it's kind of going back on what you're saying like when shows are a little more dead and like you you know you're trying to talk to the crowd and be more intimate with the crowd and Mm -hmm. get them to stay and so forth it's the same thing like while you're doing while the artist is doing that like you still need a band that can follow your lead and work together on stage and still create a show while there's that like dead talking space because even though like it's it's not necessarily dead space because you're talking to somebody it's still dead space so like having musicians that like somebody can start kind of like playing something and they all just kind of like fill that room with some noise while you're talking and and entertaining the crowd in between songs um that's uh, I, was, I was having this discussion the other day with somebody i was like you know i don't i don't know how todd cameron the guy that i play with oh yeah weekly i was like i don't know how he does it but every week we just seem to pack room after room after room and so i paid attention to these last two shows i'm like what is it that like we're doing that i'm not doing at other gigs and for the first hour we just rock out and put on a show I mean, song after song after song after song. People will request, and we don't even touch the request yet. See, I like that. that first hour. Keeping people there. You rock out, and we watch that room just fill and fill and fill. And people are waiting to hear their request, but they're watching what we're doing, and we're putting on a show. And Todd will tell them, "Hey, I'm going to get to your request in a minute. We're just we're getting there." And then after that hour, that's when he starts. We'll play a song, and then we'll do a request, and he'll start hitting the request. But he'll talk to people in between requests. And make it super personal. And everybody wants to stay because everybody wants to be talked to. Everybody wants mm-hmm. a chance to talk to him. Everybody wants everybody wants to feel special. Yeah. And yep. it he just sucks people in. It it blows my mind every time, but I was paying attention to it last night. I was like, ah, this is a smart plan right here. I see what you're doing, bud. I see what you're doing. But that, it, it yeah, works. That, that's starting with a block of songs and like that you're good on and can rock through and not, and not just five. I'm talking like we yeah. go the whole first hour. Yeah. That whole first hour, unless requests start flowing in like super fast back to back, then he'll get into those. But we always do that first hour. And then which which is also nice. Cause by the time we get to request, we've got anywhere between three to 10 in the system already at that point. Mm-hmm. So then we can just start playing people's requests and we don't have to burn through songs that we're, and you can kind of like right. position them and do them in a, like in a we know order. we know we know this one. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do this one because we need to look it up. We're going to do all the ones and like save 
one that you don't know like per hour mm-hmm. <laughs> or this it's one's boring as shit so we're yeah. not gonna put this in like the prime <laughs> oh, yeah. of our audience or you know or like todd will look at it if it's one like ones that i sing he'll be like oh okay here i've been singing for the last hour here, you do too and then i'll come back take you a know? breath and then rock it plus when you start out with songs that you know and like you're comfortable doing it builds up that confidence to where when you do tackle something you're kind of iffy on, you're not worried about it. Yeah. You've already it built up. It makes the vibes just groovy, baby. And then going back to having a band that just like clicks. When you, when you have that band that clicks, and even though, no, bro country is not my thing and it's not where I want to be forever, but like with Todd's band from that day, that very first day that I jumped on stage, myself, the drummer Chad, and Cody, the guitar player, like we all just clicked there was a vibe between the three of us mm-hmm. we could fill each other out we all have the same kind of like rockerish playing vibe and it just it's clicked ever since and there are nights that we're off but we, we definitely have our <laughs> and off that's nights. everybody but la- like last night was one of those nights where it we were all of us were on and he, i had no voice last night but we were st- even when it came to me seeing like we were all just on last night. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those nights where I was like, all right, this is fucking awesome. Don't know when that's going to happen again. <laughs> but, but those are the nights those, we look forward yeah, to. You know, it's just. It, and in the inverse of that, I did a gig recently where like tons of requests, but they were all songs that like nobody was comfortable with. So for the entire show, we did songs we weren't comfortable with. And I got off stage feeling like absolute suck. It was a miserable experience. I felt like I couldn't play for shit because I couldn't because it was all stuff I didn't know. I had one of those nights the other last week and it it was bad. I finally looked at the band. and I was like, hey, guys, we're only playing songs we know now. Like we're we're losing people. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. That's happened tipping, during our shows, too. But yeah. we, we can tell people no. Like we I know like we're up here working for tips, but also at the same time, I don't want to look stupid. Trying and a song, trying great. A song trying here. all the songs, not mm. great. When when all three of us players look at each other and no one knows the song, mm-hmm. we don't need to try it. Right. Like, I'm pretty confident in what I know and what I don't know. When I don't know something, I don't know something. If everybody's grabbing their phone to listen to a song between every song, there's a problem. And that's another thing. If your front man knows it, go take a break and let him do it acoustic. If it's mm-hmm. If it's one that can be portrayed just acoustic almost, properly. Almost any song can really. Mm-hmm. If you if you know what you're doing then you can you can turn it into an acoustic song. Even Todd will do this sometimes and, and I love it. Like he'll be like, look, we last night, Purple Rain. That band does not know Purple Rain. I've never even tried to sing it before and Prince is one of my favorite artists, but I knew I was like, I I know that I can't play this and sing it. I I just I knew I couldn't and I Todd was like, all right, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo out. And so that's just what we did. Todd just <laughs> sang through it. Everybody sang during the choruses. We did a quick little solo and we're out. And, you know, the guy was like, yep, sounded great. And we're like, okay, cool. You know, thanks for the 20 bucks. Appreciate you. Those, but Then they're all hammered anyway. So, so it's like they yeah. just want to groove to one part of a song, you know. Yeah. Right. Whatever they heard on TikTok that one time. When, and like we, I told him from the gig, I was like, look, none of these guys have ever played it. But, you know, if you really want to hear it, well, if you want to hear it bad enough, we'll play it bad enough. And by golly, we played it. That was the worst version of Purple Rain I've ever played in my life. I was, oh, whew. It was rough. <laughs> Real, real rough. How do you deal with the people on stage 
that requests a song and you the no one in the band knows it and they're like, Yeah, oh, it's easy, you can do it, yeah. Um <laughs> let's see. Hold on. I love Jillian's responses. Um, well, as long as they put twenty dollars in, be like, I can do it acoustic or you know, you don't get your song or I need the scenario again. Do it again. <laughs> Just like someone telling you, like when you're when the whole band is like, no, we can't do it. Like everybody's like, nope. But can't if do it. but if I know and it, or like, even if oh, I don't know it, oh, it's so easy. Y'all can do it. Come on, it's easy. It's only four okay, chords. So, you can do the song. So it's only I, four chords. You can do the song. This is one situation where I haven't had to be an asshole. But I'll I'll like say I'm like, listen, if I know it vocally, I'll do it on my own. But if 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 I don't know it, I'm like, even if the band did know it, I'm I'm the one who needs to know it because I'm going to be the one singing the song. You know what I mean? You guys can read charts and stuff all you want. But if your front man doesn't know it, like and I'll, I'll say that to people and I'm like, you know, if, if you don't want to stay, I, I'll give you a, a backup request. If you don't like that, you're sorry. It's a, a no gives backs when you put your money in that bucket. But. That's I, like one situation where I'm not. I don't have to be an asshole. Yeah. Like, but I have before. You've seen you. I've seen You've it. witnessed firsthand I, a lot I've of stuff. I've seen it. I've I've seen a guy I a kiss off you. Stage. I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I've seen guys grab you. I've seen girls grab you too. Um, I I've I've seen you get very. <laughs> I get people kicked out. Man, lot for fun. I I but, literally thought no. this. I thought this girl was going to literally tackle this dude one night i was like uh there's gonna be a fight she did not she handled it very professionally this dude kissed her on the cheek and it was i thought she was gonna fucking murder him like very close to him like not like ooh, kiss on the cheek like very close to my mouth i was bending down to to take my in-ear out to see if he had what request he had and it was just very wet sloppy kiss near my mouth and i was like did not appreciate that i pushed him off and uh, a couple girls and one of the bartenders like, hey, are you OK? I'm like, I'm mad. I'm good, but I'm mad. And Kyle was singing. And, and when he was done, I was like, hey, God. he was wearing a fucking straw hat or something. I'm like, hey, you in the straw hat. Like, who are you here with? What are you celebrating? And I don't even think the two dudes, if he was in a big group, I probably would have let it go because if they were putting money in the bucket, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll sacrifice my comfort sometimes which is not always good but i'll sacrifice that like okay he was with two people and i didn't even think they knew who he was i'm like yeah we're gonna teach you a a lesson on the mic we're gonna teach you a lesson in consent today you're fucking out of here get the fuck out of here you don't kiss people if they don't like without warning and we grabbed we had the security guards came in and right up (laughs) had he been with a bigger group i would have had to think about it like Mm -hmm. do i want their money or do i want him to learn a lesson like and they weren't they weren't tipping anyways so so yeah stuff like that and then you know drunk girls coming trying to come up on stage kicking out pedal plugs and stuff and that happened a couple times like listen honey you try to get on my stage it's a hundred dollars or more here i've had i i don't i used to like bring my wireless with me because girls would like bum rush the stage and go and like grab my mic and stuff and i'm like hey get the fuck down get off who do you think you are? Like, there's expensive equipment up there. And I get, I I understand. There have been times where I had to get, like, 
stern about it. And then there's other times like, hey, man, you know, if you want to pay the price, you could come up here. But if something happens to our gear, you're paying for it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'll, I'll if it's a slow night and the crowd is cool. Like I remember this one night at Redneck Riviera. There was this dude. He's like, you know, I want to sing the song with you. I'm like, oh, that's one hundred dollars. He pulled it out. I'm like, all right. And he sang Friends in Low Places, and he did a good job. He was absolutely hammered, and his voice wasn't great, but he knew every word, and he didn't need the words in front of him. It must be his karaoke jam. And then later on, he's I'm like, next time it's got to be two. You know, you did a good job, but I'd, I don't want to lose mine, you know? Mm-hmm. And he came up again, and he did another song, and he was still super drunk, and he did an okay job. Like, I have no problem doing that when you're not taking liberties amongst yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even And I know drinks are flowing and everybody wants to have a good time and I've had to say that. I'm like, listen, I, I respect you guys. Thank you so much for coming, throwing money in the jug. But this is my stage. This is this is mine. And you got, like, I want, I don't want to be background noise. I Like, I want you guys to be a part of the show, but res- you're going to respect me. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't always say that verbatim, but it's like, I'll I'll intro a, a gig down there. See, I, like, hey, you're gonna be a part of the show, whether you want it to be or not. Like, I I'm we're making friends today. Yeah. <laughs> so I I love that approach. I hate there because there are artists in town and, and singers in town that like when someone wants to get up on stage, even without paying, they're like, oh yeah, come up and party. And I fucking hate that shit. Nobody should be up on that stage. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got too much expensive shit up there and it's been ruined too many well, times. Like, like randos and, agree, agree. And again, now if you're paying big money to be up there and like you, it's that's, that's different. We can talk about it and the band's okay with it, but just like random bachelorettes or bachelor oh, parties, no. bringing mm-hmm. them up there. Oh, no. the birthday girls. Oh, there's five birthday girls. Y'all come up on stage and we'll sing you happy birthday. No, come to the front of the stage, stand in front of the stage and we'll sing it to you. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be on stage last night. I don't even know what happened. This dude just like jumped on our stage. I, cause Todd was talking to his group. So I thought Todd had told him to come up. And I'm in the talk back talking to the band and I look over and I see this guy getting up on stage. I'm like, what's this dude doing getting up on stage? Thankfully, the sound engineer was back there and for whatever reason had his ears on. I guess he just saw me talking to the talk back. So he was just saying if I needed something. So, but he had his ears on and he saw that guy and he goes, hey, what's that guy doing on stage? And I was like, I don't know, man. He just got up here and Todd didn't have Todd takes his ears out when he's talking to the crowd. So he was like, kick that guy off stage right the fuck now. And I turned around and I was like, hey, man, you got to get off stage. Oh, my God. Do you remember the guy at the Valentine that was in the Trump mask? Yes. He was so ham. He was so hammered. And he he was big. So he was hard. To- so was he hammered or just a really good actor? He. Oh, my God. He. I don't know. But he, he was very persistent and didn't want to get off stage. No, he did not. I have literally like pushed people off that stage, kicked people off that stage, pushed somebody out of a out of the window. Some guy tried to jump in the window. I was playing with Sweet Leah, and I was like rocking out with Eric, and the guy like was doing the air guitar through the window, mm-hmm. and so like you know me and Eric start like kind of like rocking out with him, and he tries to like jump up onto the stage through the window, and I was just like, nope, <laughs> just straight. You remember when the bouncer right jerked the, the dude down at the Valentine's? Yes. He just what? like he popped up through the window and like as soon as his foot hit the stage, he had a hand on him and was going <laughs> and down. Just, he went down head fucking first. Yeah, I mean just yanked him out of the window and the dude. They just, live for those moments. Oh, they do. They live for those they moments. They absolutely fucking do. 
Like well, first thought in my head was, is he dead? <laughs> I mean, you know what they call whiskey row? <laughs> An old death row. But <laughs> anyways, to end on a, a positive. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Murder. Uh, we are out of time, a little over time today. It's okay. Um, Jill, thank you so much for coming in. We greatly thank appreciate you. For you. Me. Um, I know you've been trying to get on here for a while. We wanted to have you. So thank you for coming in. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on social media so they can give you a follow and where they can find your song to pre-save it. So I do have a website. It is JillianElizaMusic.com. And then you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, at JillianElizaMusic on just about everything. So, And then my pre-save is anywhere and everywhere. I don't know if it's my in my link in bio on TikTok, but it is on Facebook, Instagram, and it's like one of the first things if you go right to the website, it'll take you to that link to pre-save it. And her new song, her new single, Hot Mess, is coming out Friday, October 13th. So go pre-save that. I got to play it with her this last weekend when we did the sound games. Like I said, it's it's a fun song. And I think um, I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that can, can relate to it. So I think they're it's going to. It's my anthem and it my is, theme song. <laughs> it, it is 100%. That, that is a song that describes you and to the core so and I, just to I, clarify I it, there is no only fans right there, <laughs> there is no only fans <laughs> i was gonna did say that something. one for mom <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh, anyways bobby where can they find you i am at story of bob or story of bob music everywhere including venmo and cash app if you would like to donate to my fundraiser for breast cancer can stick it that's a great place to do it Please go give some donations to him, y'all. It's going to a great, great cause. And my name's Kyle Thurkey. You can find me at Kyle Thurkey or Thurkey Base pretty much um, everywhere, wherever you're looking for me, except I don't, I don't have OnlyFans either, so you can't find me there. Um, Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> That's um, a story for another time. <laughs> find out next week. <laughs> find out next week on The Lonely Life of Kyle. Um, Also, go check out my band, uh, Clever Alibis Music. We've got an Instagram page. We're just trying to get some followers on there. So there's a shameless little plug. Go follow us. Come watch us. We're there. We're at Snitch every Friday, 10 to close. Do you have any shows coming up, Jill? Any, like, in town? Um, So I am doing some private parties and stuff, but I will be at Doghouse this Friday uh, in Midtown on Demonbrian from 6 to 10. Okay. And I think that's it for the weekend. I, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break. I've been traveling a lot, so I'm just taking some me time and writing time and, you know, doing some self-care. As, as we know <laughs> as musicians, because of the way uh, this industry is, you need that. You need mm-hmm. it from time to time. So I'm glad that you're taking that and Hell yeah. taking care of yourself. Um, again, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us and telling us your story and just kind of uh, bullshitting with us for the last hour and a half. Yeah, really absolutely. Thank you for having me. Is your is your road schedule on your website? Um, it will be. Okay. Um, I'm still gonna be here doing promotion and stuff for the singles. I'll probably gonna be out on the road um in the spring. I'm gonna do like small stuff and like release parties and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, so those are gonna be on there. It's just getting it in the in the calendar officially so 
Hell yeah. Perfect. That'll be on my website. That'll be on my website. Awesome. Definitely awesome. check out the website. And I'll get the single up on our playlist as soon as it's released. Hell yeah. So yeah, that'll we, be fun. We do have a, a playlist. Y'all go check out that playlist. Um, I will put it in um, our Instagram and everything so you guys can find where to find that playlist of all, all the artists and bands that we've had on this show in the last two years. So, um, once again, thank you, Jill, for coming in. Thank you, everybody that listens to our podcast every week. Yes. Um, it, it, I keep having people that reach out to me and come up to me in public and tell us how much that y'all enjoy it and appreciate listening to it. So thank y'all so much. Cause once again, this is just something mm-hmm. fun for Bobby and I to sit down with our friends on a, a personal level where we're not just on stage in a music scene we can actually sit down here and just kind of talk about what we do in our lives and so forth so thank you guys so much for listening absolutely until next time amf bicycle hey guys thanks so much for listening to the podcast we have a great time putting it on for you so we really appreciate all of the listens if you have any questions or want to reach out to us we are on facebook and instagram so if you just search nashville for nobody's podcast we will pop up and you can interact with us that way we also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction so that'll be a whole lot of fun so as always it's never too late to tip your bartender and please don't forget to tip your band